What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming out to you Monday through Friday. So make it your first listen every day. Start your days. Listen to Locked On Blazers, your team, every day. Okay, we, we have... The Blazers have played one basketball game all week, and somehow we have a loaded show to talk about. Uh, typically, we'd lead off the show talking fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose to the Kings in Sacramento, but even getting to that point, it has been quite a journey. So we will detail the journey, the saga that led up to tip-off. We'll do fastest recap in the West, and then I'll share some stray thoughts from the Blazers' loss to the Kings, including a breakout performance from Nazir Little, who was really stinking good and uh spoiler is gonna win an award later in the show stick around for the hardware but portland prior to the game in sacramento they had a lot of tribulations in order to get there so uh they were supposed to leave wednesday at around 3 p.m uh fly to sacramento uh, play the first game from the break, get back, play game Sunday, kick off the first of 24 remaining before the All-Star break. They head to the airport for what was scheduled to be a roughly a 3 p.m. flight out of Portland to Sacramento. It's like an hour-long flight, 400 or so miles south down, down there to Sacramento. And unfortunately, Portland had one of the largest weather events um, the largest single uh, single day snowfall in recorded history in the city uh, where I live is varying depending on where parts of town. But like where I live, we got over 10 inches of snow in the city in 24 hours. It was wild. By about three o'clock on Wednesday, when the Blazers were going to take off uh, near the airports, there was more than four inches of snow on the ground and it was actively snowing and getting colder because the sun was setting. Not a great time to get on a flight, even a private flight. So the Blazers chill on the tarmac. You do what you do when your flight's delayed. They get on the flight for, you know, a handful of, whatever, several hours. They chill. They stay on the tarmac for seven hours on the plane and whoop, don't go anywhere. But during that time, they, Damon Lord did what any self-respecting millennial would do. He pulled out the notes app on his phone and wrote a rap song about his colleagues and what he was seeing around him in his immediate area. Uh, had a real, had a real homies in the dorm room vibe. Uh, reminded me of, of um, certainly, um, we didn't have a notes app back in the day, but um, sitting around killing time, somebody writes a rap song. Uh, that sounds, sounds familiar to me. Uh, and it was really fun. Um, the difference is Damon Lord, one, very wealthy, half a billion dollars. And two, he's got my man Tristan to shoot it. Um, where the heck is Tristan? Indeed. Uh, so they were able to shoot it on a, like, camera shooting a whole bunch of frames per second looks incredible they've got the you know portable speaker playing beats in there it's a whole bunch of fun i was going to play that a little bit of that song but uh i would say adult themes a bunch of bad language and i don't want to steal from the good folks at trailblazers incorporated i mean i do from time to time but uh you know i make it like one one to four times a year i'm not gonna i'm not gonna steal that one but um suffice to say they had to get Matisse up off the Sixers and they got shooters in the locker room like the Wizards. I will link the video in the episode description for this episode. It was a bunch of fun. So the vibes are incredible. Like the, the video is fun. Uh, Jeremy Grant is vibe and Nazir Little and Justice Winslow are having a good time. Jabari Walker cannot help but 
cracking a massive smile. Matisse Thibel looks like he's loving it. Trenton Watford is like the perfect other dude in the rap video. My friend in the rap video, Trenton Watford's perfect for that role. Uh, Shaden Sharp's there, and he is confused at what it's like to not be a teenager, and it's kind of incredible to see him um, not react to something so fun. It's just a great video. The vibes are incredible. Here's the problem. They didn't go anywhere. They just made a video on the plane, and then they went home. They, they bailed at 10 p.m., Guys drove back to their house. I guess, according to the broadcast, some other Blazer staffers just like slept at the airport. It was a nightmare, right? Like they still have to go. Um, typically, NBA teams, the rules, you have to travel 24 hours before the game. That's why they're leaving at three. That's why they were going to leave at three o'clock. Um, but earlier this year, a precedent was set that because of um, when there is inclement weather, when there is big snow events, uh, the NBA had allowed a team to travel day of um, because of because of inclement weather. That New Orleans Pelicans couldn't get into Dallas because of snow. They traveled day of. They arrived about seven hours before tip off. Uh, that kind of set a precedent for like the league is okay with this if you can like hit that type of time. Time frame. So the Blazers aim for that type of time frame. Thursday morning, they they schedule a flight to leave at 11 a.m. The problem was by 1.45 on Thursday, game day, they had, still hadn't taken off. So far, the only thing they'd done is make a fun rap video. Uh, they had spent a lot of time sitting on the plane and they had made a rap video. That's it and that's all. They, hadn't, they had not done anything else. So, so then... Um, the Blazers finally do take off, you know, at scheduled 11, finally take off at 11.45. They land at just before 3 o'clock. Uh, shout out to um, Sacramento B who, report, who reported this. Um, Jason Anderson, uh, the editor of sports editor, former Kings beat writer for the Sacramento B, who, who reported this and looked up the flight logs to, to get it, that the Blazers were scheduled to land at 2.48 p.m. That's where I got this information from. Uh, thank you, Jason. But uh, it is, it, it's... <laughs> That is really close to tip-off in the grand scheme of things. You are now landing at 3 o'clock. You're four hours before tip-off. Uh, typically, like, the the earliest guys, like the young guys, the sort of, like, John Butler's, Jabari Walker's of the world, um, would be at the arena at about 4.30 for a 7 o'clock game. So they would be there, you know... Um, two and a half hours beforehand to get reps and and the rest of the guys would co start coming in like in the 5 p.m range they might be in the they might be in the arena prior to five o'clock like many of them maybe even there as early as four to get ready um but like they wouldn't be out on the court until about five dame though damon lord specifically is like an early early workout type of guy and when the Blazers arrive in Sacramento, they rule out Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard for rest. And so they don't play. So now a team that's already without Anthony Simons, without Justice Winslow, without Yusuf Nurkic, is going to be without Damian Lillard and without Jeremy Grant. That's basically um, plenty of people's ideal starting five from the beginning of the season not available in this game. And choosing not to play Dame and Jeremy Grant is, you can, there's two ways to view it. One, which I think is the generous read, if you're if you're if you're interested in being very generous, you could say like, listen, these dudes are thirty some years old. You know, Dame's thirty two, Jeremy Grant's twenty nine. You're, um, you know, you're you're asking them to show up to the arena with not their typical prep time after getting off a plane, the sort of changing altitude, but get you know get your body into peak physical condition, travel day of, all of these challenging things to play a basketball game. And there's reason to believe that this is just health precautions. There's no reason to force, you know, to, you know, protect your best two players and say you're not going to play in this game because this is travel conditions and the whole, um, the whole, this whole scenario is just too much. 
The less generous read is that the Blazers don't care about winning, and so they decided to be cautious because the loss doesn't matter to them, and it might even be more favorable to their personal preferences. They hadn't played a game in nine days. Like, there is some reality of of the plane, like of the altitude, right? And the change in altitude and all of that. And then, you know, you, you land in Sacramento, which is... The, the arena's in downtown. The airport is, is not particularly close, but it's like 35 minutes maybe if it, with traffic, 30 minutes. Um, you know, you get, you even if you move quickly, you get to the arena at four o'clock, about three hours before tip-off. By the time you get taped up and get out to play, like you're, you're, you're closing in on an hour before tip-off, about 35 minutes before the tip-off, like that's it. Dudes are in the locker room. You're getting, getting you know, talking to coach and it's on, like the game starts. So like very small window to warm up. I get it. I, like, I, I can see the generous read, but the other read is the Blazers didn't care about winning. And that's, like, I mean, I've said it on the podcast. That might even be the the way to go. But, like, Dame basically said, like, the exact opposite. He's going to, he knows what the team's ultimate goals are. And while, you know, he kind of hinted at, like, he understands the team might be comfortable missing the playoffs, but he certainly is going to go the other way. The way to the way to like not allow that to happen is to take the decision out of his hands and make him rest. Like I expect Dame to play Sunday. I expect him to play a bunch more games. I don't think this is like the beginning of this like epic tank moment, but this did, this did feel a little bit like either like they're being really cautious because you know, they're, they're prioritizing games down the line or they're being somewhat cautious because they just straight up don't care about winning. I, you know, uh, pick your, choose your own adventure on that one. But uh, it was a strange moment when it was like, oh, no Jeremy Grant or Dame. Wow. Here's the thing. They dang near almost won the game. I mean, not like really, because they got smoked in the fourth quarter, but they had a double digit lead early. They were only down nine heading into the fourth quarter. They were like kind of in, they were kind of in this basketball game. Let's talk about them being in the basketball game. Uh, from we, We've covered the blizzard. We've covered the rap song. Now we got to talk about the 26 points from, uh, from as promised from Nazir Little. But before we do that, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Uh, BetterHelp can can help you become the best version of yourself. If you've ever considered therapy, BetterHelp can be the option that works for you because it's cheap, it's online, it's flexible, and it's and it's convenient. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, it's a great option. Uh, for me, I like to think like I, I truly believe when you're having a acute traumatic moment. Getting into therapy can help you navigate that acute traumatic moment. But life is filled with little speed bumps. Before you hit this massive pothole that envelops your whole car, you're going to run over some little speed bumps. So the the value of therapy is that you are prepared for all of those little speed bumps along the way. You are working on yourself so you don't completely lose track when you have smaller things that come up. Helps can be a wonderful aid for traumatic events, but can also just help you get through your everyday life. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right. A blizzard, a rap song. And then 26 points from Zero Little. How did they get there? Well, they got there by 
no Dame, no Jeremy Grant. So the starting lineup against the Kings on Thursday night was Ryan Archidiakono, Matisse Thybul, Nazir Little, Cam Reddish, and Drew Eubanks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, you did not have that on your bingo card. You, in, in, in 10 million years, maybe maybe not 10 million, that's a long time, but in, in several millennia, I don't think you were you could have penciled out that as your lineup this season. Pretty incredible from the Blazers. And then they had a big lead. They were up 19-4. And then they were up 22-6 when, when Shaden Sharp hits a three-pointer. 22-6 on the road with everybody resting. Damian Lode is there in sweatpants. It's, what is happening? Well, Bad start from the Kings. You kind of knew they were gonna they were gonna make a, a run back. I was joking with uh, host of host of Locked On Kings, Matt George. I was saying that like uh, it's over, it's over, giving them the full full Vince Carter. Uh, and then we were laughing that like the Kings still very likely to win. The on the Fanduel line moved from minus six to minus eleven. It was minus five and a half, then minus six and a half, and then minus eleven prior to tip off because of all that the Blazers absences. And we were joking like, yeah, they're still gonna they're still gonna cover that Fanduel line and they did in the end uh kings came back took the lead for uh for good in the second quarter took a 66 57 lead into the break the blazers had shot 15 of 26 in the first quarter they uh they made six three-pointers as a team they were rolling they scored 37 points led 37 29 after one and then they were six of 21 in the second quarter and that's how they found themselves down nine heading into the break but they didn't go away nazir little had a monster third quarter with scoring 14 points and a, a, a late um trey lyle's bucket at the buzzer gave the blazers um uh, it actually might, actually might have been Keegan Murray at, at the buzzer of the third quarter gave the Kings a 191 lead heading into the fourth. Like it was going to be a seven point game heading in the fourth quarter after super shorthanded and all that. Blazers just couldn't hang. Uh, opening three minutes of the third of the fourth, rather, Kings you know pushed the lead to 17. They outscored the Blazers 25-12 over those first seven minutes of the, of the uh, of the fourth, and then you know with five minutes left, all of a sudden it's a 22 point game, and it's it's time to pull the plug. Uh, the Blazers, this is your that's your fastest recap of the West. Blazers lose 113, 133, 116. Um I didn't mention it at the top, but that was your fastest recap in the West. Usually we do that first. We had to do it in the middle because to even get to the recap, we had to navigate um, a lot of stuff. The Blazers did a lot of stuff to get into the, the fastest recap territory. Um also another minor thing. Magic number 115, and they lose. Sometimes it's just like that. Uh, from the box score, Nazir Little, 26 points, three boards, two assists, and four steals. Cam Reddish, 24 points to go with four boards and four assists. Trenton Watford had 15 and four dimes off the bench. Keon Johnson, 16 off the bench for the Blazers. On the other side, De'Aaron Fox had 31 on 11 of 15 shooting. Demontis Sabonis had a triple-double. 18 points, 18 boards, 10 assists to go with three steals. Uh, he did all that work in 31 minutes. He was he was dominating. They like Fox and Sabonis got a big lead and then chilled down the stretch. Um, Kings just, it was... The first half of the fourth quarter, they just made sure this was no longer a competitive basketball game, and that was that. Um, in general, I actually think the Blazers played really well in this game. Like, all things considered, uh, there's some things I'm going to nitpick in the in the third segment to close the show, because that's kind of like what, what this is, right? Um, but... but Beyond the sort of like structural stuff, beyond the like, did they do they care about winning question marks, like... The Kings are good. 
they've been a really good offensive team all season. Um, they've, you know, they're not very good on defense, but they've been really good on offense all season. They're, they're coming into this game, the third best record in the West. They've been, they've been, they've been good for two thirds of the season. They're like bona fide at this point. You know, I think there's some King's anxiety because like Phoenix is coming and uh, the Lakers lo- have looked better recently. And uh, it's like the Clippers are finally healthy and they're, and it's like, you know, there's, there's teams behind them in the standings that are probably just straight up better than the Kings, but like, so they might end up finishing like sixth or whatever in the West, but like this is a good team. It's a good team. Um, I don't think there's any shame in getting smoked in the fourth quarter by a good basketball team. When your starting lineup is Ryan Archidiakono, Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, and Azir Little and Drew Eubanks. Like with all due respect to those gentlemen who played really, you know, played hard, uh, like it's a talent league and talent won out. The Kings were more talented and they ended up kind of rolling the Blazers in the end because like, you know, the, it's the ball rolls downhill. Like it, it, it just, the difference, you know, there's, there is the sort of role player pool in the league is very, very wide. It's like, you know, 300 people who play in the NBA and then another two, 2000 who play all over the world. Like there's a bunch of dudes who are pretty similar skilled, but that difference from the top, the really good players, the multiple, you know, two all-stars in the team. Like eventually you're just, it's just too much. Um, you know, the rest of the, the Kings did get, you know, 20 points off the bench from Terrence Davis. Malik Monk had a 15 off the bench. Uh, I thought Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes were both pretty good. Uh, Murray had 10, uh, Harrison Barnes had 15, uh, Kevin Herter didn't, didn't shoot particularly well, finished with 10 points on, um, on two of six, but like from three, but like, this is a good team. And I don't think the Blazers like dogged it. It wasn't like, you know, last year when they played some like tanking lineups, like they're just nights when they, they were like, they were down 19 early and they weren't going to be competitive. That's what, not, not what this was. Like they're better, like with Tease and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, Nazir Little, like they're just better than that. They're better than, they're, they're better than like the true tank teams they were trotting out last year. But like, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think, um, you know, I think it, I think they played pretty well, quite frankly. Um, it just, they got exposed at the end. The problem is like both like functionally what it says. And like, I got, I got, I got some complaints I'll lodge in the, in the final segment. But before we, before I complain, and I'm going to a little bit, a little bit, I, this, I think some reasonable complaints. I want to give away some hardware. Nazir Little was straight up great in this game. Straight up great in this game. He was cooking. He was electric, some would say, fiercely elegant, others might say, beautifully powerful, I've even heard people use. That's why he is the Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week, brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Listen, 26 points on 10 of 19 shooting. He was 5 of 9 from 3, 3 boards, 4 steals, super active. I thought the, the odd quarters, the first and third quarter, he was really good in. Um, you know, 14 in the third quarter. The reason the Blazers were only down 9 heading into the fourth is because Nas made sure they were in the stinking game. Um, he got it done in mostly off the dribble. Nas doesn't have a bunch of wiggle. Like, he's not, like, getting himself loose for some crazy shots, but he was getting to his spots and rising up and shooting. Took, like, um, a, maybe three or four mid-rangers that he hit, including one, you know, across the lane that has become sort of his signature move. A couple other, like, mini step backs just inside the arc. You know, hit five three-pointers. The shot was working. He, sh- he made threes off the dribble, like, coming around pick and rolls. He was, he was darn good. Fiercely elegant. Stunningly powerful. He had the duality of 
this combination of fierceness and elegance. He was beautiful but strong. He was in many ways like the perfect SUV crossover, the 2023 Nissan Aria that packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. It's the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. Let's talk a little more about this basketball game. If you're familiar with the show, uh, if you're not, if you're, this is your first time listener, what's up? <laughs> what's up? I'm super happy that you're on board. Uh, it's fun. We do this five days a week. You're going to enjoy it. I promise. Um, but if, you're, if you've been listening to shows this week, and I hope you have, um, like... One of my dreams for this season, I did a show, I did a episode that was, um, you know, five things to watch, five things I'm going to watch and hope for, watch for in the in, to, uh, in the final 24 games, the post All Star break stretch for the Blazers. So I wanted to see Shaden Sharp play 30 plus minutes. Like my dream is for him to play 36, right? Like I want so much on Shaden Sharp's plate that he can't handle it and he fails miserably and then he has to do it again and do it again because developmental minutes, like. If you're trying to be good, there's no point in, there's less value in like force feeding a 19 year old who's going to struggle minutes when maybe you don't care about being good or the team's super shorthanded and you might lose anyways, force feed this dude minutes, give him too many minutes. And then it's tonight. It's like perfectly set up, right? No Ant, no Dame, no Jeremy Grant. Uh, like you've already sent Josh Hart and GP away. Like it is, it is the, the, the runway is open for him. And Shane Sharp played 22 minutes. He would, to be sure, Shane Sharp was bad in this game. He was four of 14 from the field, one of five from three, finished with nine points, uh, four fouls. It's not a very good game for him. I don't care about that. I want to see him fail dramatically by playing more. You know, uh, it's it is not super it's not super super simple because ryan archdiakono played 34 minutes and like that's just like such a coach thing archie arch that's what he was in, in college arch is how how i know of him for the villanova wildcats is what jay wright obsessively called him on television all the time uh it's he was like you know arch is arch is a point guard like he's he's the sort of get him in order get him organized point guard and so when i saw that billups was starting arch it's like yeah that makes sense like that's such a coach thing to do um you know keon is like your really other option to play point guard and he's like he's gonna be disorganized matisse really can't dribble and play make like that same with cam reddish same with nazir little um shane sharp can't really play point guard in the league and in fact like playing him at point guard might like get him it's not really maybe allowing him to flourish in the way that he's going to be capable. It'll be too, it'll be too big of an ask. Like I want to put a lot on his plate, but I want him to like play a reasonable position and NBA point guard is not reasonable for him. It's just not going to work. His handle's not good enough. He's not a good, good enough passer like he's going to it's they those aren't positive developmental minutes. Like I want reasonable developmental minutes. So it's like with this group is it was going to be hard, but you know, Cam Reddish played 21 minutes, 20 minutes and 40 seconds in the first half. Um, and he was pretty good, like, for sure. And he's, like, sort of the only guy who can play power forward. And I get it because he's, like, the, the right size. He's not even, like, a powerful power forward, but he's the right size. So it's not like the – there was some challenges with Shane Sharp's coworkers from getting him minutes. But, like, if my dream was to for him to play 30-plus and he couldn't even crack 25 minutes in this game – I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening. And that bummed me out because it's like if 
if you can't if you can't carve out and say no matter what we're going to get this dude his minutes in a game like this when is it when is there going to be a game like it i mean some of this like to be like i'm not i'm not stupid like nazir little ate into his minutes because nazir little was balling he was really good nazir plays 33 if not like i've been joking on the show earlier this week as long as i'm citing myself a bunch let's just lean into it um that like Nas like legally was only allowed to play 18 minutes under chauncey billups Nas started Nas played a bunch of minutes he continued to play minutes because he was killing it he had an awesome third quarter and they rode with him because he was keeping them in the game and he played 33 minutes if Nas plays like that's those are those are shaden's minutes right like that that three spot that kind of like wingy minutes are, are his minutes if you if Nas plays 27 or 28, 26, 27, 28, that's seven more minutes. That's Shaden Sharp playing 26, 27, 28 on the other end, right? Like you're splitting them. So some of that is just like Nazir Little stole his minutes tonight and that happens. Um, but I still wish he would have played more. And it's it's not even necessarily about this game specifically. It's about like the... I'm seeing the games beyond this. I'm looking further down the horizon and saying like, so when is it, when could he possibly play 30 minutes a night? If he can't play 30 minutes a night in this one, when could he possibly get that? Like how, what is a scenario in which we see that happen? Because Dame's going to come back and he's going to play a bunch of minutes. And I, I expect Dame to play something like, you know, 20 of the final 23 games. Like, I don't think they're going to pull him. I, I really don't. I, he wants to play. He's been very cle- clear about playing. He's also been clear about kind of understanding the plan and um, let's just do it. In a show earlier this week, I mentioned that Joe Cronin's comments after the All-Star break um, kind of hinted as like at a guy who's like pretty comfortable missing the playoffs. We, like not saying, hey, we're going to tank, but like if we don't make it, that's that'll just be how it is like that was kind of my read on that's like me kind of parsing parsing some of his language after when his post uh, all-star press conference post trade deadline excuse me press conference um and dame kind of in an interview with mark stein and and chris haynes kind of reiterated the same like reiterated that understanding hey i want to play and i'm gonna you know he used the phrase soldier up and i'm gonna you know put my head down and try to make it happen but i understand the team's goals which to me reads like another gentleman who understands that the franchise is comfortable missing the playoffs and then the decision with jeremy grant and damon lord is either read as them being cautious or them being cautious because they're comfortable missing the playoffs and if all of those are true and shade and sharp can't get no 25 minutes a night what the where the heck is tristan Dang it. Um, yeah, on the, some some positive stuff. I thought Cam Reddish was good. Probably got a little shot happy. Got a little shot happy. Um, but like someone had a score. So, you know, Cam took 18 shots and seven free throws. That's 25 shooting possessions. I think the volume is fine. There's just probably a couple threes where it's just like, oh, you didn't need to take that one. I think it's like two specifically I'm thinking of where it's like he just rushed him. It's like I'm when I get the ball, I'm going to shoot it. And he took bad shots. And it's just like, hold on, you you can you can, you could probably get that shot later. Um, it's it, he was um, the volume's fine. It's just like maybe a little bit more judicious with the ones you take. But like take 17 shots like on this on this night with this lineup, who else was going to score? Cameron need to get him up. That's fine. That's like um the volume we want to see and all that. It's just like some of, some of the decision-making left a little something to be desired. I thought Trent Watford was really good in this game. Um, 
he, he's such a weird player. Like he's, he needs to play kind of five. Like he needs to play center on offense because he needs to be like a pick and roll ball handler, making decisions out of pick and rolls, um, you know, using his speed to get, you know, play where he like beast beat, um, Sabonis to the spot with it for a right-hand layup. Cause you know, he's, he can use his speed against big guys and use his strength against little guys. But if, but if he's a, if he's like a spacer, if he's playing power forward next to a more traditional center and he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's not running dribble handoffs. It's like, he's bad. And then on the other end, like he's just a really rough defensive player. He's just not big enough to be impactful around the rim. He doesn't guard in space very well. He has good sense where to be. Um, he's just like a little slow, a little small. And that combination is pretty, pretty rough for him right now. Like, I think he understands, um, team defense, like concept wise, pretty well. He just has some physical limitations that haven't, um, that he's not, that he's, you know, has not, he's not gonna be able to overcome probably. So like, you can't put him at power forward and have him be out of position on offense and also hampered on defense. Like he kind of has to play where he did. And like the Blazers kind of got killed in Trenton's minutes, but I thought he was good in this game. I thought Trenton was good. I thought, um, I thought Nazir Little was was really good, and I thought Cam Reddish was like totally fine. I thought Keon had some flashes. Keon also had some moments where it's like, oops, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. But uh, he he um you know he has uh, twice Keon kind of got out of control, slipping into the paint, and drew fouls heading to the rim when I thought he was just going to straight fall down and be called for a travel. Uh, but he got foul calls both times. Way to go, Keon. Um, but like it's. You know, I, I thought there was some good and some bad with this. Um, the, the, the stuff that, like, the stuff that sort of bums me out was the Shaden Sharp minutes because I'm, 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 I've got the, you know, I got my periscope out and I'm, I'm standing at the top of the ship and I'm like, oh, even if they do tank, we might not ever get the magic of 35 minutes of Shaden Sharp. And that's a bummer to me. Um, but I don't think they're going to actively tank over the next, like in the next week, I don't think they're actively tank. I think there's a scenario where April is, um, April is not competitive for them, but I don't think March is going to be that way. I think they're going to go for it in March. I think Damian Lillard is too proud, too, too wired the way he is that if he's healthy, he's going to go for it. The thing is, if the training staff takes the decision out of his hand and rules them out for rest like you can't be competitive if the team makes a decision outside of your control dame has enough control that he's not going to be like a healthy scratch um this was a weird scenario but um this one felt a lot like the games after the all-star break last year and it's like personally from my it's like i don't know even if i want them to like even if i think it's better for them to miss the playoffs like I don't think I can strap in for, for like, maybe they were 2-23 and 23 or 2-21 and 21 after the break. Like, I don't think I can strap in for 3-21 and 21 to close the season this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will. I'll be here if that's what they do. But, whew, uh, I'm, not, I'm not emotionally or mentally prepared for it. But what I am prepared for is to do five more episodes next week. So how about you come back and join me? Make it your first listen each and every weekday. The Blazers play Sunday night against the Houston Rockets. If they record a rap song, get caught in a blizzard, or do anything else, we will talk about it on that show. So join me then. Uh, Tell your friends to do the same. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively 
and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.